You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone. I am so excited because I have Adrian Marable on the line, and he's here to talk to us about operations um, optimization for small businesses and private equity firms. So, hey, Adrian, how are you? Hey, Tiffany, how are you? I'm doing great. And I'm so glad that you're here to talk about this because operations trips a lot of people up. (laughs) It does. And not a lot of people think about it when they're running their business. It's always go, 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 go. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, that is so true. When you're in the trenches, you're just like, okay, how can I make it to another day? (laughs) (laughs) So let's hop right in. First, let's define what operations are, because you said most people don't think about it. So what are operations when it comes to small businesses? Yes. uh, Operations is really your process. This is what people call them uh, in small business world. Operations is more of the corporate world. Um, But essentially... Operations are the set of tasks, repeatable tasks that you use in your business to deliver a product or service. So it could be your financial operations. It could be your delivery operations, the way that you deliver a service. It could also be the way that you deliver or create a product and deliver it to your customer. And each one of those are a set of processes, but ultimately they make your company. There's, you know, a whole bunch of processes that you can have within your company, but many of them tie together in a way that allows you to be a great company, essentially. And what I usually suggest to people is to really start small. Um, Start with your basics like your CRM. A lot of people want to go and buy a super expensive CRM system, which is a customer relationship management system to manage your clients. And, you know, my suggestion is always, well, start low tech, you know, start with an Excel spreadsheet. We're not going to stay there (laughs) because you (laughs) should not manage your company, you know, through an Excel spreadsheet. But when you're starting off, it's good to understand, you know, what your processes are and how you're going to use these systems before you go and spend hundreds or maybe even thousands of dollars uh, on a particular software. I love that. I love that Um, because I was recently actually um, shopping for CRMs um, a few months ago, Uh, finally landed on one, but they all do so many different things. And if you don't have a clear picture of what you need it to do, then you might get into one. You're like, oh, this is not what I thought it was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that happens more often than not. I, you know, do a lot of counseling with people. Uh, through the, either the college or through, you know, a business center. And a lot of times they said, well, I got the software because my friend told me to get it or I used it in my previous company and your previous company is not like your current company. <laughs> so, you know, they mm-hmm. bought the software and either they've implemented it and it doesn't do what they want it to do or they haven't implemented it because it's so difficult to onboard into the particular software. So ultimately there's... Mm-hmm wasting a lot of money uh, if they don't make a you know thorough and thoughtful decision. Gotcha, gotcha. And while we're on the topic of CRM, so just in case we have small business owners listening that haven't thought about, you know, using one, what are some ones that you've used that you would recommend? It really depends on business. Uh, I mm-hmm. hardly ever recommend a software to a company 
without, you know, going through their operations and understanding how they work. But uh, some popular ones that are out there are HubSpot, uh, also Salesforce, which is a little bit more expensive for new upcoming small businesses. HoneyBook is also one that has uh, gained a lot of popularity over the last couple of years as well, especially for freelance uh, businesses. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I've heard of all three of those. Um, (laughs) uh, So I'm very familiar. Now, let's so let's say, for instance, we have our CRM in place. What are some other things operations wise we should think about? Like, should we be documenting how we do things? Yes, you should always document. That's really the first step of your processes, because, you know, your goal as a business owner should be to scale unless you have a lifestyle business. But most people who have lifestyle businesses still have one employee, whether it's a virtual assistant or just, you know, a backup employee. So you should be documenting your processes and really understanding what those processes mean and how they work. And then as you document those processes, you know, we actually go in as a consulting company and we interview customers. So once we understand your process we or your processes, we go interview your customer and see how they feel about the process. And a lot of times the way that the customer feels about the process is a little different than how the owner or the um, small business employees feel about the process. Oh, that's good. <laughs> That's good because I never thought about asking my customers. Um, so what do you think? Like, how was the onboarding process for you? I'm just thinking, oh, this was easy for me. You know, <laughs> when they could have been in the background saying, oh, I'm confused. I didn't know what to do. And, you know, right. yeah, it happens quite a bit, right. actually. Well, yes, that is some great information, Adrian. And I'm so glad you brought that up. Now you have me over here like I need to go back and <laughs> interview my customers. <laughs> right. <laughs> That is awesome. So let's say, for instance, we have we started documenting our processes. We have our CRMs. What's one more thing that small business owners should think about when it comes to their operations? Yeah. um, As far as tools or just the processes in general. You know, let's talk about both, um, because I think both of those are really important and people might not know the difference. So (laughs) let's talk about both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So far as tools, you definitely need an accounting system. You know, a lot of people go for QuickBooks. QuickBooks is probably one of the most popular, but it also incurs a fee. And as a technology guy myself, I try to avoid monthly fees when it comes to software because you always have to consider, oh, well, you know, I'm getting $2,000 or $3,000 or maybe $50 a month taken out of my account. Well, Wave app is a really great place to start when it comes to your accounting systems. It's free to start. And then, of course, it has some add-ons like payroll and things that you have to pay for. But it's a really, really great tool to really get started. And it looks very similar to QuickBooks. So I would suggest you get an accounting system and a CRM. Those will probably be the first two areas of software. From the process standpoint, generally I tell people, once you have documented your processes, think about the places you can automate. You know, you still want a personal touch into your processes, but if you can automate, you know, different areas of your process, you can eliminate hiring one person or maybe even two people. And a lot of people, you know, get scared about the the fact of hiring an employee. 
but you should only hire an employee when you need to. And by looking at your processes, understanding the areas that you can actually automate could eliminate you or not eliminate you having to, you know, get an employee, but it could help you delay that process and spending more money on payroll. Oh, that is so true. So true. And I want to kind of back up to the accounting software really quick. Um, So Wave app is similar to QuickBooks, but it's a little more cost effective. Actually, Wave apps are free. It's free for the basic version of it. If you go to Wave apps and that's appsplural.com, you can just sign up and you can get you know, a free version of what most people get for their basic version of QuickBooks. But once again, you have to pay for like payroll and things like that. But starting off, uh, it has the same chart of accounts. You can link your bank account and it's a really, really great tool. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to have to go and look at that because I was just telling you off air, I got a little mad at QuickBooks for upping my rate this month. Yeah. So I'm like, don't make me, I'll jump. No, <laughs> no, but I'm definitely going to check that out. So thank you so much for that. And also, you know, I'm a huge techie. I love tech and I will say it makes life so much simpler. Um, sometimes when I thought I needed a person, I could use tech mm-hmm. and it helped me out. Um, so Back to your second point, you know, it's really good to understand where you can automate in your processes, um, because therefore, when you hire someone, you make sure that you're hiring them for the right thing. But also you might be able to find some tech that can fill that gap as well. That would be a little cost effective. So I kind of want to switch gears a little bit now, because part of your business is you help private equity firms. So. I kind of want to go over first, what is a private equity firm? And then also, how do you help them accelerate their growth? Yes, the short version of it is that private equity firms are companies that acquire or purchase other companies. And they do it in many different ways. They do different size companies. If you take a look at, you know, Shark Tank, for instance, who, you know, those sharks do angel investing these companies actually purchase the entire company instead of just an equity stake in a company. And they do this by either using their own money, which is very seldom that that happens, they, or they use a combination of debt and investor money. So, you know, if I am an investor, an accredited investor, then I can put my money into a private equity fund and I can get you know, returns from the growth of the company that is acquired. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, I work with those companies basically coming in and doing their operational support and due diligence. So when they acquire a company, they say, hey, Adrian, we have acquired this new company and we want to know how we can optimize their processes, their operations. And I go in and do the same thing I just said, you know, document the processes, understand how the customers feel about the processes, their vendors, their employees, see how they all feel about the process. And, you know, they really work and I work with them to figure out, you know, where can we optimize? Where can we automate? And then how can we make a strategy that's going to over the next two to three years 
double, triple their revenue or their EBITDA. Gotcha. And if we can explain EBITDA real quick, because some people might not know what that stands for. Yeah. EBITDA is your earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. So that's what your your EBITDA is. And many private equity firms, instead of looking at revenue or cash flow, that's what they look for when they're they're talking about valuations and growth. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I love that you do all of this because you can give us small business owners some inside scoop on (laughs) what people may be missing or some common mistakes that they may have with their operations. So I am super excited that you were able to share those gems with us. So if you didn't catch that, guys, make sure that you have a CRM in place, even if it's a spreadsheet. Um, (laughs) Make sure you're documenting your processes and make sure that you have some form of accounting software. Wave apps is free. I'll have the link in the show notes. Um, (laughs) So that way you can better optimize your business and then only hire when you need to. Um, Sometimes there could be a piece of tech that could get the job done and you can save a little bit of money. So thank you so much, Adrian, for coming on the show today. Now, if there's a private equity firm listening and they're like, this guy knows what he's talking about, how can I get in touch? How could they find you? Yes, they can reach out to me at colarity.com. That's C-O-L-A-R-I-T-Y.com. And we can definitely help you. And we would love to hear your situation. Awesome. Awesome. So yes, thank you so much, Adrian. I will make sure I have all those links in the show notes for you all to check out all of the software that we talked about today. Make sure you do your due diligence, right, yes. Adrian? <laughs> Um, But we'll make sure that we have all of those links. So if you're listening, multitasking, be sure to check those out. I'll also have all of Adrian's links in there. So if you want to get in contact with him, all of that will be readily available. Again, thank you so much because you gave me some things to think about today. I will be asking my customers uh, what they thought about the onboarding process. And I will be checking out Waves because, you know, QuickBooks is not on my good side right now. So (laughs) thank you so much, Adrian. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient.